Top 14, the finest football multimedia page out there. Follow us on the socials and don't forget to like and subscribe. Enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to the Top 4 Tiers podcast. It's just myself, Lucas Ross, this week and I'm going to be taking you through the happenings of the Easter weekend in the Top 4 Tiers. Please note to our Liverpool and Manchester United listeners that this episode was recorded before that game and to our Fulham and Preston listeners, this podcast was also recorded before that game. So starting off with the championship results on Good Friday, we're going to go in time order. Starting off with a pretty big result at the top of the table as Luton overcame Nottingham Forest by a goal to nil with Cal Naismith scoring the only goal of the game from the penalty spot in a pretty big result which leaves Luton fourth in the league. However, Forest below them do have two games in hand, win both games and they'll go third above the opponents and Huddersfield Town. Another pretty decisive game on Friday was a game which has seemingly turned a fan base toxic in the championship and that is Birmingham City fans have really started to go toxic over this weekend it's becoming a toxic atmosphere to this club as the Blues threw away a two-goal lead over the Sky Blues to lose by four goals to two with goals from Christian Pedersen and Gary Gardner cancelled out by goals from Ben Sheaf, Michael Rose and Callum O'Hare. With a fantastic individual performance from Ben Chief, who actually managed to bag a brace. And the shock result of the weekend came at Bramall Lane, as promotion chasing Sheffield United were stunned by a resurgent Reading, who won, who beat them by two goals to one, with a last-minute winner from Tom McIntyre, all, all but securing the Royal Championship status for another year. But I think that true shock result of the weekend has to have been at Pride Park as Starby came from behind to beat Fulham by two goals to one. The runaway league leaders at this point were stunned as goals from Luke Plange and a toss in Odara Bioyo own goal gave the Rams a priceless win over the Cottagers. Another result which didn't really do much to the promotion picture was Huddersfield 2 QPR 2. Obviously being a QPR fan it was nice to stop the rot. It was a pretty good opponent to do it against in Huddersfield Town as a Jan Barbeon goal and a goal from Harry Toffolo were cancelled out by goals from Luke Amos and Ilias Chair. In League One on Good Friday, a big result was Charlton 2, Morecambe 3 with Arthur Gnachua at the double for Morecambe to give them a priceless win to move away from the bottom four. Another result which is interesting is Wickham overcoming Plymouth by two goals to nil as the Gareth McCleary masterclass did it for the chairboys, as his two goals were enough to put them in the top six, albeit only by a point, but with two games left, if they win both games, then they're naturally not guaranteed a spot, as the four sides below them all have games in hand on the chairboys. Sunderland, Oxford and Portsmouth have one each, Sheffield Wednesday have two, and it's all really, really hotting up there. Another result which might be worth talking about is an already relegated crew um, bowing out with a 3-1 victory over Wimbledon who are as good as down. They need to win their next match else it will be curtains for Wimbledon which is vital. They have to win else it's not going to be enough. Moving on now into League 2 and I'd say shock result of the week was Forest Green Rovers um, being stunned 4-0 by Strugglers Barrow. What Phil Brown is coming in and he's doing a really good job to steer Barrow away from the bottom two. As a John Rooney masterclass with a, with a goal and two assists, 
doing the trick for Barrow and Forest Green just didn't have the answers and he was really, really poor from Forest Green. Another result worth talking about in League 2 perhaps would be Stevenage 1, Rochdale 0. As Stevenage are seemingly steering away from that bottom two. And obviously, another result we need to talk about is Leighton Orient 3, Scunthorpe 0. As a fantastic team performance from Leighton Orient sends Scunthorpe down mathematically, which means that they can no longer stay up. They will be playing in the National League next season. So they're losing their top four tier status, which is a shame to see, really. Because Scunthorpe have been a bit of a mainstay in the top four tiers for many a years. And we will miss them. And it does mean, unfortunately, for Irons supporters that they will not be on FIFA 23 when it drops later in the year. Another match worth talking about um, is the Exeter match, as they are seemingly breaking, as they are seemingly really going to get that all-elusive promotion to League One. They've been pushing for so many years and for so many years they have fallen at the final hurdle. But it looks like they will finally be getting that all-elusive promotion this season if things stay as they are. As a really good team performance from Exeter was enough to outclass Colchester. who are sitting in 19th. They can't go down, but they're certainly not going to set this league alight this season. Maybe next season will be their year, but I don't know. Another interesting result was Tranmere, who are seemingly slipping away from promotion, coming up against Bradford, who as of late are struggling to score in a brothel, as the 89th minute goal from Callum McManaman bared Mickey Mellon's blushes and was enough to upset Mark Hughes, who is not having a good start to life in charge of the Bantams. Is he? One final game to touch upon is, is an informed Salford City being stemmed by Bristol Rovers by a goal to nil. As a goal from Elliot Anderson was enough to sink Salford. As despite some strong performances recently, it just wasn't to be as Gary Bowyer's men come to a defeat and stay ninth in the league. Moving on now to Saturday's occurrences. We have four games in the Premier League, three games in League One and an FA Cup semi-final to talk about. We're going to start off at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The last minute winner for Brighton from Leandro Trossard was enough to put a dent in Spurs' top four hopes. As for Spurs' top four hopes, they have taken a bit of a dent, but they do remain in fourth place. And even though Arsenal, the team behind them, do have a game in hand, I am confident that they will get that target of top four which, they, which they've wanted for so long. And despite some turbulence at the club, they just haven't managed to do it, which is a pity for the Lily Whites, to be honest. And some really good performances for Brighton from the likes of Mark Cucurella, Yves Bissouma and Leandro Trossard, who got that winning goal. Another result which we need to talk about is Manchester United versus Norwich as a Cristiano Ronaldo masterclass was enough to overcome the struggling Canaries. And also, everyone at top four tiers is saddened to hear the passing of Cristiano Ronaldo's infant son. We send our condolences to the Ronaldo family and hope that it's all okay over there. As for Manchester United, they sit fifth in the league and their top four chances are really taking a hit at the moment. They're not Man 7th United anymore. You know, you know the gist. 
As for Norwich, they're pr- they're more or less as good as down. They could be relegated in the next two to three weeks, pretty much, if things stay as they are. Another game which we need to talk about is um, we need to talk about. So, going to move on to League One now. I'm going to start off with a big game at the top um, with MK Dons two, Sheffield Wednesday three. As Sheffield Wednesday seemingly roared into a three nil lead inside the opening half an hour with goals from Saido Berahino, Lee Gregory and that man Barry Bannon, who also got the assist for Berahino and Gregory's goals in what was a remarkable individual performance from the 32-year-old. Goals from Troy Power and that man Scott Twine were not enough for MK Dons as they succumbed to a 3-2 defeat and remain outside the top two only on goal difference. What difference a point would have made there, eh? They would have been in the top two. Yeah, yes, Rotherham do have a game in hand on them, but MK Dons fans will see that as a massive missed opportunity. Another game which I'm going to touch on quickly is a bit of a shock as Wigan lost 2-1 against Cambridge with, um, with goals from Sam Smith, the footballer, not the singer, and Harvey Nibs enough to overcome Wigan at the top. Tom Naylor's goal, not enough to stop Wigan from falling from their fifth home defeat of the season as they're seemingly so good on the road, but it's their home for letting them down. They're still top, but there's still time for things to slip up for the Latics in their fight to return to the Champions. Moving on now to the FA Cup semi-final, and it was a pretty good game. as It, was a, it really was a game of two halves, I must say. As Liverpool seemingly beat Man City out of sight in the first half, Man City got back into it in the second half. It was just too little too late as a goal from the Ibrahima Konate and a Sadio Mane double, one of which came from a Zach Stefan Klanger, was enough to overcome Manchester City as goals from Jack Grealish and Bernardo Silva were not enough. So that is enough for Saturday. Um, moving on to Sunday, we have three games in the we have we have two games in the Premier League and the other FA Cup semi-final to touch upon. As Newcastle overcome Leicester 2-1. And we also see a Valdivir course masterclass as, as Burnley hold West Ham to a 1-1 draw. I think one of the gargantuan talking points of the week is Burnley sacking Sean Dyche. The news came on Friday morning and I think it took everyone in the footballing community by surprise. As, we, as we'd all become so accustomed to Burnley's style of Brexit ball. And I really am going to say that Burnley really were shooting themselves in the foot by making this mistake. I think it was the wrong decision. I think for everything that Sean Dyche has done, it was a really, really poor decision letting him go at the time they did because he's kept them up before. And I firmly believe that had they kept with him, he would have kept them up again. But it just wasn't to be. And um, first game in caretaker charge for Mike Jackson bought them a prices point in their fight against the drop to the championship. So we're going to touch upon the FA Cup semi-final now, the other one. And it was a matter of, does Chelsea overcoming a determined Crystal Palace side by two goals to nil? As there wasn't really a fantastic individual performance. Ruben Loftus-Cheek got man the match only with a rating of 7.9. I've not seen many lower ratings get man the match. As lowest I've seen this season is 7.6 for that matter. But it was a good game to watch as Chelsea booked a date with Liverpool on the 14th of May to fight it out for the FA Cup. 
Moving on to Easter Monday's occurrences, and there's only really one place we can start, and that is at the select car leasing stadium. And what a game we saw. An, an early penalty from Lucas Joao. We've cancelled out as with goals from Hannes Wolf, a brace from Joel Perot, and, and goals from Michael Obafemi were seemingly enough to make Derby's fight against the drop last an, another day. We will touch on the QPR Derby match next. But we're just going to say, wow, what a comeback from the Royals. As goals from Tom Ince, a second from Lucas Joao, the maestro of late goals at it again. That man, Tom McIntyre, with the 95th minute equaliser to send Royals fans into raptures. And moving on very quickly to the Kyan Prince Foundation Stadium, a game which myself and my co-host were at. It was a pretty end-to-end game as the 88th minute winner from Luke Amos was enough to send Derby down and it's been a pretty good season for Derby as they have seemingly defied all odds to keep their battle against drop going this long but the inevitable has finally been confirmed for the Rams who will be playing League One football the first time in 36 years next season. It's sad to see for Derby as as years of poor finances have led to this. It's, it's literally just coming back to bite them as some Massive wage signings have really gone to pot. It's just it feels like yesterday when they were signing Wayne Rooney. Now their best player is Malcolm Ebiowe and Luke Palanch, who we all know is off to Palace at the end of the season. And it is a shame to see, as it just wasn't enough for Derby as they are, as they take the plunge to League One. Another moving on up the M6 to Blackpool um, as things really turn toxic at Birmingham City. And it's a matter of too many sides around them being too poor this season. And obviously that points deduction from Derby saving them as they succumb to a 6-1 defeat at Bloomfield Road with some fantastic performances from Jake Beasley, Kenny Duggle and Jerry... Yates and CJ Hamilton, just name a few, who played really, really well for the Tangerines as they have had, they've had a fantastic first season back in the championship. Hats off to them for doing so well, sitting in 16th place. Most people put them down as relegation fodder, but they've proved the odds wrong and at times they're over and out. They're even a dark horse, the playoffs. That slipped away, but some fantastic performances from the Tangerines this season. And we look forward to seeing them in the championship next season. Moving on now to a game at the boss to another game at the bottom of the league, as Barnsley's relegation was all but secured as a 2-0 win for the Posh has had their battle against relegation go on another day, delaying the inevitable. They are four points off safety and need to win their last three games against um, Nottingham Forest, Millwall, and Blackpool to stand a cat in hell's chance of staying up. But there's no reason why they can't mount a promotion push next season if they keep on playing like this. As goals from Jack Marriott and Frankie Kent were enough to get the posh the three points and get them the three points take back down the A1. As for Barnsley, they're going to be playing in League One next season. I can almost feel it. Their relegation should be confirmed, touch wood, as early as Saturday. They have a game in hand, but it's against Blackpool, who will be full of confidence after that 6-1 thrashing on Monday. Moving on now to um, the Coventry Building Society Arena as 
Bournemouth were seemingly just too good for Coventry. And Bournemouth, they're just they're just too good, aren't they? Their promotion, the top two are almost secured in Fulham and Bournemouth. Bournemouth are Bournemouth have second place, almost signed, sealed, delivered. And some really good performances in there, to name a few from Ryan Christie, Mark Travers, Adam Smith, and man of the match, Dominic Solanke, who bagged himself a brace. Another result worth talking about is Bristol City 1, Sheffield United 1. As side, as every side pretty much down to West Brom turn into Bristol City fans for the 90 minutes to seemingly hope that Sheffield United would lose and keep that gap open. Another, um, moving on now, and it's pretty much over for West Brom as they absolutely capitulated, losing by four goals to nil at the City ground with 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 goals from Brennan Johnson, Ryan Yates, Sam Surridge, and an absolute screamer from Jack Colback. What a finish that was. Absolutely out of this world from the ginger 32-year-old. Wow. Just wow. I don't really know what to make of it at the moment. Forrest have just been so good since Steve Cooper came in. Everyone had written them off as relegation fodder by mid-September. Christ, they've proven us wrong and might even go in and get promoted. Moving on down to League One, I'm going to start off to offer one of the games in Tom Zaka. We are going to start off at the University of Bolton Stadium. As goals from Oladapo Afolayan and, and that man at the double, John Daddy Bodvarsson, who came off the bench to score twice in the last 22 minutes for Bolton. As they've seen, we had a good se- first season back in League One with um as they sit 11th no as they sit 10th sorry and with, with two games to go it's too little too late for the playoffs but if they keep playing how they are and keep the bulk of their squad and most importantly keep young lad James Trafford in goal who's been really impressive um but there's no reason why Bolton can't mount a promotion push next season as Frackington in recent seasons they've been a league one mainstay they're not, they haven't set the world light this season. Certainly not going to go down either. But it's good CSI consistent. And it was a shame to see them lose 3-1. Bit of a thrilling match as aside so many fighting for their lives. Fight another day. As a 94th minute equaliser from... Um, as a 94th minute equaliser from Kyle Noyle sees Doncaster's battle against the drop. The fights go on another day. As as for Shrewsbury, they sit 16th in League One. Um, again, haven't set the world light. It's certainly not going to go down either. Another big game at either end of the league was an, a big game at the bottom. A six-pointer, if you like, was Gillingham versus Fleetwood. A side which saw a game which saw a pretty nasty tackle. I don't know who... who it, it looks like both players went in for it. For a bit of context, it was Paddy Lane and Charlie Kalman. Both players received red cards and Charlie Kalman was on the deck more than Astrid wet when he was rolling around after going in for that. It was quite amusing to see. And and what does that mean for the two sides? It means they sit, it means that Gillingham sit outside the outside the relegation spots by a point. And as for Fleetwood, they're in the bottom four albeit with a game in hand on Gillingham. So if they win that game in hand, then obviously they 
Gillingham are in deep, deep trouble. It is Sheffield Wednesday at home, said game in hand, however. Moving on now to League Two and a big result. Um, we're going to start off with one of the results in Tom Zaka. As a resurgent, um, as a resurgent Barrow holds Salford to a 2-2 draw. It was late heartache, however, as they conceded an 89th minute equaliser. It wasn't the best performance from Salford, but still a point's a point and their playoff push lives to see another day. As they sit three points off, it's probably too little too late, but they, they can always go again next season. The side has really impressed me this season. Definitely has to be Sutton United. They beat Newport by a goal to nil. They beat a playoff rival by a goal to nil in Newport County. And what a big game this was. As Sutton United sit sixth in the league. And that they're it really in with a good shot of promotion to League One, which for nine, which for every Sutton fan and every football fan in the country would have just been a ludicrous pipe dream. But now, but now after a Wembley appearance, is very much looking like a possibility. And as for as for Newport, it's just seemingly slipped away from them. They'll probably go again next season for that goal of promotion. Another game in the promotion push was Tranmere overcoming Exeter by two goals to nil on Monday, as goals as goals from um, Elliot Nevitt and Josh Hawks were enough to overcome um, Exeter, who still sits second in the league, but it should be enough to see them promoted. But they have two, they have. Two games in they have two games in hand on some they have a game in hand on Port Vale, which should be enough, in all honesty. Another game which I'm going to touch on real quick before rounding off is Northampton three, Harrogate Town nil. Um, which has seemingly solidified um Northampton's spot in the playoffs. And as for Harrogate, they sit 20th. Too many rubbish sides below them have stopped them from falling into deep, deep trouble. As as their man as they have the longest serving manager in the top four tiers, fair play to them. Simon Weaver, he's been manager there for 13 years now. So hats off to him for doing such a fantastic job. Um, and yeah, um, I'm just going to touch on one result, which I, in my opinion, was result of the week. So this is across the whole Easter weekend in the top four tiers. For me, it has to be Reading for Swansea for. Who doesn't love a late comeback, which sends a which sends a relegation rival down, keep which are more or less rubber stamping your safety in the process? It was a really good game to watch for the neutral. But as for Swansea fans, they'll see it as a missed opportunity. And as for Derby fans, they'll be crestfallen as their attempt to stay in the league has fallen short. So that rounds off the top four tiers podcast this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far. Please don't forget to like the podcast and subscribe and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us at Top 4 Tears. You've been listening to Tom Ward, founder of this multimedia empire, and myself, Lucas Ross, editor and producer. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs>